Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Morning Coaches Call. Um, so let me just clarify for those of you who have been asking. Uh, the Monday Morning Call is a live teaching call, so you can dial in. Um, if you check our social media posts, you'll, you'll notice there's um, several announcements throughout the week about the topic and also a reminder. So this call is really intended to help and support uh, those folks who are out in whatever field, typically education and business or the fields I'm connected to, um, where folks are coaching. So not in the form of, uh, let's say, sports coaching, right, but more in the form of um, helping others walk through a change. So coaching, mentoring, consulting, technical assistance, um, there's lots of different names and, and formats that you can do that in. However, this, this call is really intended for those who are helping others walk through a change and also for those who are in a leadership position who would like to enact empowering leadership, which if you listen to our Friday morning live teaching calls, that's directly for leaders, you'll understand that empowering leadership is actually the highest form of leadership. Okay? So that's the purpose behind this call. So if you're listening to the recording, you'll know every Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we host a call, okay? Awesome. So uh, today I'm going to talk about way forward strategies. So... Um, Many of you have, have followed these calls for a long time, and we've done some teaching in the past on uh, a particular framework that I like to use for coaching. It's called the To Grow Coaching Model. So it's T-O-G-R-O-W. So I'll tell you it briefly what each of those are, but I'm not going to tell you how to do them, okay, because I just don't have enough time for that this morning. So the, the T stands for Topic. So every time somebody comes on a coaching call, which I typically do 95% of my coaching by phone, um, you need to bring the topic. The O is the outcome. So what the topic might be the topic of conversation today. The O, the outcome is what do you want as a result of our conversation? Now, I align that based on some of our first conversations where you tell me what your goal is, right? When you're telling me that you have a certain topic and outcome, I align that with your overall goal. And if it doesn't align, I'll ask, how does this align? Okay? Because as a coach or as a leader, you are trying to help your people grow and reach their goal. So it's not okay for them to come on, you know, on a call or in a meeting and just maybe complain, right? You got to show how this uh, attaches to the goal. The R is um, for reality, okay? So reality is like this is what is currently happening. Now, this could be a place where you're experiencing some quote-unquote negative emotions, right? And then the O is options. So this is the time where you begin to brainstorm and try to think about ways that, you know, that you can make this change, Okay. And then the W, the final step in this process, is the way forward, okay? So the way forward, basically, it's um, making the plan to ensure your success. All right, so this is kind of what we're going to talk about today. So how do you get people unstuck and moving forward, 
So I'm going to share some strategies that I've used with many coaching clients. So I've had dozens of coaching clients in the past, oh gosh, six or seven years. Um, and now my coaching clients span seven different countries. Um, so I'm going to share with you several things I've learned on my journey. All right? All right. So Let me, let me just focus really quickly on the reality part, okay? Because reality, this is, this is the place where you kind of, it sets the stage for what we're talking about today, okay? So in a 30-minute coaching session, I plan for about 15 minutes, so half of the time to be in the reality stage. The more they talk, the more they identify their own problem and possible solutions. So it's pretty typical for a, a coaching session to move from um, reality, this is what's currently going on, into here are my options, into the way forward very quickly without me having to help with that. Especially as you go through this process with somebody, um, the more that you do it, the more that there will be this innate kind of structure and your client will look at, at this process subconsciously and just move from one to the next, okay? So the way forward is about creating a plan and making sure they will do it. That is the key. Now listen, because I know I'm going to talk to a lot of people who uh, have been in the leadership field, the coaching field, consultations. Um, many of you out there are, are professionals in business and organization development. I need you to understand this. The way forward is not just about making a plan. It's about ensuring that they're actually going to do it. This can be a very simple plan. Now listen, I'm going to say something and you're probably not going to agree with me, but get right with that idea, okay? I hate SMART goals. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a SMART goal, right? Um, so it's specific, measurable, achievable, reliable, and time-framed, right? Um, these are the, it's a framework that people use to make goals, right? Now listen, it's not that I hate the intention behind SMART goals. I think that it's actually, it includes everything you need to know, right? But here's what I hate about it. In the, the realms of, that I've been in lately, especially uh, going in to consult with different teams, and uh, many times I'm asked to come in and, and help teams um, either make a change, so do some group coaching, or uh, to come in and do some strategic planning or thinking partner work. We always enter into this area of SMART goals, and it's like somebody has placed some magical significance on creating this SMART goal, that if we just create our goal that's SMART, then everything will be okay. Now, I can tell you that goal achieving is much more important than goal setting. If you want to be an amazing goal setter, use those SMART goals. However, what I find is that many people place the um, significance or influence um, or focus on the goal 
and not the plan that's going to get you to the goal. Okay, so the way forward is not just coming up with your goal, but it's coming up with a plan. And the simpler, the better. Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, a few days ago, Saturday, I was uh, doing uh, an all-day training. Um, we were talking about basically how do you, as a, a school administrator, go through a very simple strategic planning process? How do you, what are some different tools that you can approach to make decisions? Okay, so we spent all day doing this, and I know that they took a ton of notes. We did a ton of activities. I know there was a lot of thinking going on. However, first of all, I know if they don't have a plan when they walk out that door, next week they might think about the class and say, yeah, I should probably do something with that, but they won't do it, right? So they need a plan before they walk out the door. And if the plan is not simple enough, they may try it once, but they're going to fail. And if I'm not there to help and encourage and support, then what's the point of even making a plan? You see where I'm going here? Does this, does this make sense to you? Okay, because the way forward, again, it's not about making the goal or making sure that your goal is a, a certain way. It's about actually attaining the goal. Okay. So what we did for this group um, in this training is at the very end, uh, and I have a ton of different kinds of improvement plans. So maybe you've attended a training with me before and you know that at the end we, we spend some time on this. If I have a good chunk of time at the end of a training that I can help walk you through that, I will. But if I don't, this is what I do. And I have found that it's just as effective. So all I did was I had everybody in the room take a sticky note, so a post-it note, right? And write down what is the one idea that you need to remember from everything that we talked about today. Now, there's always going to be somebody in the room who's like, just one idea? And I we say, whatever you can write on that post-it note. Okay, now I'm not going to, you know, keep you from having more than one goal, right? Um, however, I want it to be very simple and easy. Um, so when you do it on a post-it note, it communicates that the plan is simple and easy, which means they are more likely to do it. See, we've taken the focus off of we've got to use this form, we've got to do it in this way. We put the focus on don't worry about what it looks like. What are you going to do when you leave here? Okay? So um, I work with a ton of education coaches. And one thing I know is that there are a ton of frameworks and models and paperwork that they use to track goals, right? So it could be a curriculum coach, it could be a program evaluation coach. I mean, you name it, there's a coach out there for it. And all of the paperwork that's required when you're a coach can get a little wieldy for your participants and for you as the coach, okay? So what I'm sharing with you today is a, is a, a different way of looking at this whole process. Okay, I'm going to share a few tips with you that you can use within those frameworks and actually see them make that change. All right, so are you ready? Okay, 
so when it seems like we're wrapping up the reality section, right? So you're getting to the end of, um, you know, this is what's happening today, right? And typically you can tell this because they start repeating themselves um, or they'll kind of backtrack and repeat. Um, or if the person comes and they have very strong feelings, so they could have very strong what's considered negative feelings, so like anger or frustration, right? They may also have very strong what's considered positive emotions, so excitement, anticipation, right? When those feelings are kind of starting to dissipate, um, or they might actually say they want to move to the next step, that's when you start beginning to think about options, okay? Now, while I don't have time to really go in depth into the option space, if that's something that you would like to hear more of, feel free to email me at michelle at growbyone.com. I would, you know, just say, hey, Michelle, I want you to talk more about this, and I'll throw it into the schedule, okay? All right. So it's really, really important that when you get down to, you've covered all your options, but you're, you're making your plan forward to only have one or two goals at most. So what I shoot for with my clients is that one goal needs to be pretty simple and easy and possibly quick, okay? And another one needs to be a little more challenging, uh, a little more difficult, maybe breaking out of your comfort zone a little bit, and it might take a little bit more time, okay? I like the easy one because you can see success right now. I like the challenging one because that's where growth comes from, okay? And it all depends on what you're working on with your client. So next we, you know, talk about, okay, what would you like to do? You know, when, with who, how are you going to measure it, right? Don't, don't, uh, just let it flow, okay? But don't interrupt. Let them kind of talk it out because what I found over time is that the more I let my client talk it out, the more likely they are to actually go out and do the plan, okay? So another thing to remember is that specific is terrific. Specific is terrific. So when they're creating their idea, their plan, their goal, their next step, help them be specific, okay? Now, do you see as I'm sharing with, with you these things, how, how many of those SMART goal items are there? So those items are really important. I just don't couch it in the term of a SMART goal because it kind of turns a brain off, okay? Many of the clients that I work with, they've done SMART goals before, and it hasn't worked for them. And so when I say, let's create a SMART goal, internally they groan and they check out. So what I'm talking about is um, the same items, maybe in a different order, uh, and you don't call it that, okay? So help them be specific. Now, this is the most important step. Are you ready? Please, this is very simple, but please do not discount the power here. So when I'm in the way forward process and we know what we're going to do, what I do is I say, okay, on a commitment level of 1 to 10, 1 being low, 
10 being high, how committed are you to, to working on your goal? Now listen, number one, low, is like you're going to forget about this goal as soon as we leave this conversation. Number 10 is like, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm so committed to this, I know I'm going to do this, okay? Now it's a commitment level. This is not a finishing level. So how, how are you going to finish? This is not achieving, right? This is are you committed to working on it, okay? That's all. So we're not asking for how successful do you think you're going to be. We want to know are you committed to working on it. This is really, really important because I need my client to make the internal agreement with themselves that I believe I can do this and I will do it. Okay, so it's a belief and a decision. When someone enters into this space subconsciously, they are more likely to achieve their goal. Okay, so what I want to hear on that level of 1 to 10 is I want to hear 8, 9, or 10. I'm committed at an 8, 9, or 10 level. Okay, anything under an 8 signifies that there are hurdles that need to be addressed. So this is where kind of the magic of this whole conversation happens. I really feel like the rest of the conversation you've had is setting up this one moment, okay? So what happens is that when you say, hey, you know, how committed are you in a, a level one to 10? And somebody says, you know, I'm about a six. Whoa, hold up here. So that means your coaching client is 60% committed to doing this. Do you think that they're going to be successful in their goal? They might have set a wonderful goal, but are they going to attain it? Remember, that's our goal. Okay, so um, if I hear 8, 9, or 10, I know they're committed. If I hear an eight, I know they're committed and there's some reservations there, but I'm okay with that because I know internally an eight, nine, or 10 is going to create um, the momentum and desire for them to do it. So let's say you've you know, talked about reality, you've talked about the options, you've kind of come up with this plan and you say, how committed are you? And they say, I'm a six. Now, up until that point, this person has probably checked in with their conscious brain. So their conscious brain is that awake, aware, alert brain. When you're thinking, right, your logic, your reasoning, um, that's your conscious part of your brain. Your subconscious part of your brain are your feelings, values, beliefs, and needs, your identity. Okay, so if your conscious brain is what you know, your subconscious brain is who you are. Now. What happens when you say, hey, are you committed? And they say, I'm a six. Here's the magic question. You might want to write this down. I want to ask, what might make that number go higher? Now, again, don't discount the simplicity of this question. What might make that number go higher? What I'm doing is I am asking my client to subconsciously check in 
and determine what is the thing that they need to be successful. Now, this is not, um, this is a question that actually um, reaches into the subconscious brain, not the conscious brain. So there's, there may not be logic or reasoning here. They may not understand why they say this, but whatever answer comes out of it is the key that they need. All right, the answer is the hurdle that they need to face, right, in order to readjust the plan. So, so what happens is they say, hey, how committed are you? I'm at a six. Um, okay, what's going to help that number go higher? They're going to say the very thing that they need to, to, that they might not have even been aware of in the rest of the conversation, right? So there's going to be a, a pop of awareness that happens there. So what you do is you, you kind of pause what you're doing. You say, oh, that's great. Is there anything else? Okay? And then you put that into the plan. Okay? And then you readjust, um, and then you ask the question again. All right, so now based on, on this new plan, what's your commitment level 1 to 10? Usually, I would say about 98% of the time, when we make an adjustment based on those hurdles, the answer to that commitment level is an 8 or 9 or 10. Here's why. There's something inside you that doesn't feel quite right when you have an incomplete goal, plan, or desire. You feel that. Your conscious brain may not be registering it, because your subconscious brain actually processes information a million times faster than your conscious brain. Okay, so when we're having this coaching conversation, your subconscious is processing things a million times faster than your conscious brain. That means when you feel like, ooh, I'm not as committed to doing this, you may not understand why. So when we check in with the subconscious brain, you pull out what your conscious brain was missing. When you do this, you are more in alignment, um, more at harmony. Uh, your, your feelings uh, are different, and you feel more committed. This is absolutely pertinent to, to this goal attainment process because you not only have to believe that you can do it, you not only have to decide that you're going to do it, but you have to have uh, the right feeling to know that I can do this, okay? All right, so again, remember, it's not about creating the plan. It's about helping them to actually do it. Now, I want to tell you a couple examples. So I was uh, coaching a curriculum coach. So I was, uh, you know, working with this curriculum coach for she worked in a school um, with third through fifth graders. Um, she would help her coaching clients or participants create a plan. Um, usually the plan was based on her idea. So rather than coming in and coaching, she was doing more mentoring, right? So she would come in and she would say, hey, when I was a teacher, I used to do this. This might work for you, right? So it was based on her idea or her plan. Now, the reason why she did this was because she wanted the plan to align with the standards and metrics that they all had to meet. Okay, so she was given an, um, you know, a task by her boss to help this teacher do this. So there's an idea of this is what needs to get fixed. Well, 
Unfortunately, the participant never completed any of their plans, ever. They had no rapport. So rapport is actually um, trust and likeness. Um, there was no trust there. Neither one of them could succeed. And ultimately, the administrator and the school couldn't succeed. And everyone was angry. And you know what happened? They all turned onto that teacher and began to judge her for what was happening. Now, think about that. This whole cycle um, could have been different. So, for example, if this coach were to come in and go through this to grow process and get to the way forward and focus on her actually creating, uh, or excuse me, attaining a goal versus creating, the teacher would get what she needed, the coach would see success, ultimately the administrator and the school will see success, and everybody will be happy. So you, you see how in, imperative this is? Okay, now listen, the teacher might have to struggle a little bit to come up with a goal, and that's a good thing. So, so don't try to come in and just rescue somebody, right? If you're a coach or you're a leader, it's really important for that to be their idea, okay? Now, sometimes you, you could see somebody's really struggling and they have nothing, right? I may say at that point, uh, may I give you a suggestion, okay? If they say yes, boom. Whatever you say after that, they are 90% likely to say yes to. If they say no, save your breath. Nobody likes free advice. And if they say no to your may I give you a suggestion question, they're telling you I'm not open right now. Okay? So, I mean, think about that. If you can help her actually achieve her goal, they can have an effect on the whole system. Okay? Now, sometimes when you're working with folks, they create goals that you are surprised by because you would like them to be much further along. As a coach and as an empowering leader, we must learn how to respect people for where they are. When you're creating a goal and you feel like this person should be 10 steps ahead of this and, oh, no, what's going to happen? Trust the process. I have seen this over and over and over again where somebody has a lot of fear about something and they're stepping out of their comfort zone and I might want them ahead into the 10th comfort zone, right? But we have to honor that process of growth. And I've also seen it that when I do that and I allow this person to make that goal, that's a stretch goal for them, they have massive growth and they eventually get where I would like them to be. Okay? So it, it can seem very counterintuitive. Sometimes it can seem unproductive. Um, sometimes it can seem like the slowest thing possible. But remember, you are trying to focus on them actually creating change, not just making a goal. Because what can happen, and I've seen this time and time, 
I hear this time and time from people who I'm coaching that are coaches, that they'll go in, they'll work with somebody, and they'll create this great goal, this plan, and then nothing happens. Think about that for just a second. Is that a place that you like to hang out? Because here's what I know. Man, that's a waste of my time, right? And that's a waste of their time. And, I mean, it's a waste of whoever's paying you to do this job, right? So if you want me to be the most effective and the most influential, you may want to listen to this recording again and take really good notes, okay? Because remember, you're not really working with a person, you're working with a brain. So you got to know how that brain operates, okay? All right, so we're coming to the end. So I was really thinking about what can I give you as far as a call to action this week? What can I do for homework? So honestly, I want you to practice this on yourself before you practice it on anybody else. So here's what you can do. Uh, do a commitment level check on yourself. So you can do this a million times a day if you want, but just ask yourself, you know what, how committed am I to do this thing, right? Maybe it's to making dinner, right? How committed am I today in making dinner? <laughs> right? What can make that number go higher? And you can do it with silly things too, but really just practice this commitment level question, okay? All right, so next week we are talking about planning for change, setting the scene for actual change, especially in a group setting. So I'm gonna share with you, I believe there's nine different steps. Many of them are taken before you ever talk to people. Um, you're definitely gonna to wanna to hear this, okay? All right, I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, amazingly aware, persistently present, and confidently coaching the people in your personal and professional life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. Make sure you take some time out just for you today to, to work on your commitment level questions, all right? Awesome. We'll catch you next time. Okay, bye-bye.